fuckers, fuckers, fuckers. Welcome back once again to another episode of Why Choose One. And today we're going to talk about friends with benefits or possibly the more deeper side of non-monogamy. A conversation that often doesn't really happen between, between people, between partners. And it's something to really take a second and process with your partner. If you're listening to this episode with your partner, pause it, have conversations, and see what it means to you. So I'm going to start off by saying, if you have listened to my labels episode, there is a lot of correlation, but also growth since I recorded that episode. One of them things being that I had a hard time putting people in boxes. Whenever I would put someone in a box or whenever I put a relationship inside of a box, I would then hold expectations for that person and then ultimately created suffering for myself because I would become disappointed if they weren't paying attention to me enough. I would become disappointed if they didn't want the same level of intimacy or connection that I wanted. I would be disappointed if they kind of fell off the face of the earth for a little while and didn't come back. When really, um, the growth now that I have experienced is experiencing what people can actually offer you and taking that without taking an insult when you're not the thing that they need in this moment. And so I have been trying to wrap my head around, I've been talking to friends over and over and over again about what the fuck it means to have a friends with benefits versus a polyamory secondary relationship and where the holdups are happening. I mean, half my dating pool, which a lot of you will relate to who are listening to this episode, is a fucking swinger groups because here where we live, that's the primary source of where our, our dating pool is because Tinder sucks. And whatever the fuck happened to Plenty of Fish, <laughs> like it's all chaos. And today with me, I have a very special guest who doesn't come on very often, but when he does, it's delicious. Please welcome, husband. Hi, Whiffy. <laughs> Hi. Boy, am I special. <laughs> Boy, yeah, you are. <laughs> so I've been trying to decipher this with husband for months, trying to word what the fuck I'm trying to mean and what the fuck I'm trying to say. And it wasn't until today that I really figured it out. And what I've been trying to figure out, honestly, is... So a few months ago, someone challenged me in my thought process of Friends with Benefits. I was so against them because I didn't want to feel used. I didn't want to feel not important. And um, I also enjoyed romance. Well, what does that mean? And so I had this person challenge me and they're like, well, can you just like, he's like, I care about my, my friends. I, I want to interact with my friends and I want to be around my friends and I want to have a connection with my friends. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like everything a secondary would be. That is a good point and a good challenge and I'll give it a go. Well, as per usual, um, this person was said all the right things at all the right times and then kind of fell off the face of the earth again. And then it would only contact me when that person wanted a sexual experience with me. So then it became a booty call. And I didn't want that. That wasn't what I wanted. It didn't feel right to me. So what did I do? Got another one. 
for science. Because you can't get a study on just one. Right, husband? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then, you know, then I got another one. And that's just how the seeings work, right? Like, you just keep exploring, you keep trying, whatever. So, I, I was, man, I just kept fluttering in my mind. What is the purpose of what I'm trying to do? What is the purpose of this action, of this sexual connection that I'm having with somebody else? Or, like, the purpose of finding a secondary. Like, what is that really bringing to my life? Like, what does it really mean, the difference of, between those two things? And it was this morning where I was allowing myself to kind of explore my mind and and my thoughts. And I journal a lot. So when I journal, I allow myself to just give the space to just write and write and write. And the perfect sentence came out to me, and it is... Don't allow them to separate your ability to love so much. And that's amazing to me because literally I have another relationship in my life where we've agreed to let go of all expectations. We've agreed to let go of of labels and everything and we're just going to be friends. We're just going to enjoy each other's pleasure and time and company and love each other greatly. And it's one of... Like it's a precious relationship in my life. And I realized that what people are doing and what I don't want is the fact that I, people in the community, in the swinger community, they try to separate love from sex. And this whole time I've been trying to say, you know, I want romance. I want, and, and then all of a sudden I was talking to husband this morning and I said, I realized that our definitions between me and other people of romance is separate. It's wrong. It's different. They, we don't share the same definition of what romance is. And that's where the holdup is. People get weird by separating love and sex. Or it doesn't matter what type of love even. Like, there's no connection, right? What do you think about this, my love? Well, there's a lot to say, I think. Um, I I think, so I think you're 100% right. I think a lot of the problems is, a lot of it is definitional. So, for instance, we'll go back to the friends with benefits thing. Well, it's interesting because, you know, when I've chatted in the past with people on various platforms, friends with benefits, there's been a sliding of terms to come and mean something different than when they originally started, I think. Mm. So for me, a friends with benefits situation, um, how I view it is you actually do have an intimate connection with somebody. You could call it loving. You know, this is where English is really shitty because love love in English can mean a lot of different things. If you're speaking in Greek, there's about 50 different words for love. Um, But you actually, for lack of a better term, you know, you do genuinely form sort of an an intimate connection with somebody, um, you know, on a friendship or like a really a close, in a close way. Um, So there are feelings involved on that level. And there is sex that gets involved. And I've, you know, I myself have had several relationships with people 
you know, several friendships with people that that have that that bond of intimacy and sex without it being what I would call a partnership. Um, but the issue is when you say friends with benefits, like especially if you're talking in the community or like in Tinder, I, I when I was on Tinder, I was going round and round with some people. If you say friends with benefits to most people, what they're actually thinking in their mind and what they equate the term friend with benefits to is a booty call. Mm -hmm. And that's not, to my mind anyway, what a friendship, friend with benefits actually is. That's a booty call. A booty call is a booty call and a friend with benefit is a friend with benefit. It's a deeper thing. It's a little, it's a more involved thing. And yeah, there are feelings. Not... I would say it's kind of like a, I would almost say it's almost like a halfway between like a full on, you know, partnership and a booty call. There is a, it's a, it's a co-mingling of things. But how do you separate what the feelings are between like the friends with benefits then? Because like you said, there is feelings there Mm -hmm. versus, you know, a secondary relationship. I get I mean it's it's I think it's not something you can quantify it's just sort of something that you need to experience because so for instance I have had friends with benefits that I you know people I care about and have that intimate connection but it's kind of only in that I guess the difference is, is it's it's kind of in that moment and it doesn't I mean the connection is there it's not that it doesn't go past that but it's like it is what it is for the moment, but then it's you know you're you're not stuck, you're not tied, you're not you know completely in on the same situation. Like you're not. Are you saying that it's more like commitment involved when it's secondary? Maybe, but I think it's. I would say for me, and again, this is just for me. If you're developing a full secondary relationship, commitment is definitely higher. No question. Yeah, I think it's like like you're putting more effort into it. Yeah, but I would also say there's that comes with a transition in the type of intimate connection. I do think there is something a little bit different between a friends with benefits and a partnership. Could it become a partnership? Sure. Um, it's it's very ethereal. Like it's 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 something that for me is like I said I can. I can't really describe it. It's more of a feeling because, you know, as a partner, I feel s- there are different feelings and definitely more of a commitment mm-hmm. as my partner. There would be, for me, there would probably be a difference too in if it was like a secondary partnership. There would be a difference in commitment. There would also be a, a difference in feeling there, I think, too. The same is true with friends with benefits. It's a difference of a commitment and there is a there's a difference in in feeling as well and with a booty call it's a it's a you know get down to business See, you know. i hate that well but you know hate's a strong word i really strongly dislike so, booty calls so and that's fine and that and that's there's nothing wrong with disliking. I that. like feeling used, I'm, but I like feeling used by people who love me. I love you. You know, like when I'm like literally riding you, and I'm like, "Use me, daddy," and you're like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm taking off a few hats when I'm saying this because it's you know it's sort of, can you do it? Absolutely. Have I done it? Absolutely. Does it have a place in some people's life? 
depending on your outlook and your worldview, yeah. Is it something that I necessarily prefer? Not really. The reason is, is because, and you and I have talked about this sort of outside this conversation, and it's something that I've always kind of known in myself, but never really had the words for until the last year and a half or so. Sexual craving in and of itself detached from, detached from, you know, feeling connection with, with an individual is a very hollow experience. Yeah. And... Like, I can see how sometimes it would be fun, but half the fun in, in sex for me is that, like, intimate pleasure. Well, there's... You know, when you connect. Some and like, degree of connection. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to propose 10 seconds later. No. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. But it's so much more life-giving and pleasurable, as you say, and enjoyable if there's a... Like, there's if there's actually some bond of friendship and connection there yeah because otherwise what you're doing is you're chasing an orgasm and the thing to remember to do to, about chasing an orgasm is while that may be lovely in the moment in the long term it will feel leave you feeling as hollow as when you started or more hollow because it comes to an end unless you're me and can't come you know, for a really long time <laughs> But you know what I'm to saying, every girl right? that's listening to this, I had sex with my husband before. <laughs> but, Thank you. <laughs> but there's there's a reality to that, and that's why, I mean, over for a long time, that was me. I was you know I was sort of chasing the orgasm and realizing how hollow, you know. Well, I wonder if that's a like real defining um, difference that we have between like a swinger. And us being poly. Well... Like, do you feel as though, like, maybe, like, swingers genuinely don't have a hollow feeling when they have, like... Well, to me, I mean, and again, so again, I mean, there's some differences in... And it's... And I'm not talking out of my ass about this anymore. I've actually talked with people who have been swingers for a very long time. Swinging today is very different than it was even five, ten years ago. That we all know. The scene is very different. And I think... Along with that has transitioned sort of, you know, sort of the criteria for, you know, how people tend to swing. So, for instance, once upon a time, it was very common. The whole, everybody knows about the fishbowl joke, right? You put your keys yeah. in the fishbowl. That was normal. That is not so normal today. Well, now people seek connection. Well, that's what the majority I'm saying. majority of it's, people are creating friendships and communities. and But then how do you, like, I feel like... What but, they call them now is progressive swingers, right? Sure. But That's what, what I, they call them now. But what, one of the things that I've noticed, and we've talked about this, is even in the face of that transition, people... It's weird because it's almost like there's, a, there's become an inherent fear of genuine connection. Mm. People... What I what I have experienced, and I'm not like I'm not trying to judge, and I'm not. Trying, people go for the shiny, flashy, jumping up and down, being loud, running round and round, um, and they mistake that for confidence and connection, as opposed to being all flash, no substance. And what ends up happening is 
people get blinded by the lights of the flashy and it it fizzles out very quickly because oh, yeah, I totally relate because, with that because there's no if there's it's weird because there's no connection so it fizzles out when you have a connection it stays longer but one of the things that I've also noticed is that people in the scene especially here sorry Edmonton is that people go for the flash but they get afraid of the possibility of the substance yeah it's like it's not cool it's not popular it's not whatever sexy it's not sexy Mm. there is an archetype there's there's an archetype of what is deemed you know sexy in the scene and people go for it it's well who the hell was that oh I was when we were had we had a guest over and you you two were were chatting. She's a very I'm not gonna give her name, but she's a very prominent person in the scene and very well known by a lot of people in the scene in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, not necessarily just for the LS stuff, but mm-hmm. also for other stuff. And you two were talking on the couch about you know oh my god so hot oh and you kept talking about this archetype of a guy, beard tattoos, spends their entire life at the gym you know, works on cars and Yum. rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, Yum. rinse, repeat. But Rinse then, me, repeat me. But then, <laughs> but then you complain when there was no substance to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> literally, because like, look, like I have so many examples. The male stripper that I dated mm-hmm. that literally I was like, what do you do for fun? I go to the gym. I'm like, okay, what do you think is something you really value for your character? Uh... I like to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so, a really dull conversation. But people even misconstrued, like, uh, what's the word? Whatever. People f- screw up with me often because they what they think they're getting is the seductress because I have the ability to flirt and be flashy and be very sexual. You're very but good then, at putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, but then people actually realize that I'm very loving and right. I'm hopeful and I'm big hearted and I am... I, I am not afraid to be unapologetically myself. Right. And, you know, people, you know, if I show emotion, once you get to know me, if mm-hmm. I show connection and endearment and mm-hmm. adornment or cherish or whatever to a person, to another person, and they all of a sudden are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, and this kind of goes to the other piece. So one of the things that I've noticed in the scene is that there is, this is not universal because you and I have, you and I have developed as with couples and with individually, with people that are active in the scene, you know, we have been able to establish what I would call a genuine intimate connection, not always sexual, but a a genuine intimate friendship connection. Could it be sexual? Sure, it could. There's a possibility for that, I would say. But it's a genuine deep connection. Whereas one of the things that worries me, worry is the wrong word, but I kind of look around and, and again, I don't mean to be judgmental, but a lot of what I would call archetype characters in the scene, one of, the, one of my issues and one of my concerns, I know I'm getting there. You're getting there. You've said the same thing for a whole minute. Let's no, go. Is, Jesus, <laughs> is that in it, not inability, but, well, maybe inability, but can't form that connection everything's a very superficial smoke show lights and it's 
they can't form that connection that you're looking for. And you can spot who it is. You can read that energy off of people. And that's where, yeah, that's where I, I kind of duck out and don't get all that involved. Because there's nothing, it's not that there's nothing there, but there's nothing there that's going to present itself in any sort of genuine connection. It's all flash. And yeah, it just, it gets mistaken for substance and it's not. And I think that's where things go sideways Mm. for people like you and me who do like to have, you know, do like to have a degree of connection with people. I mean, don't get me wrong. In my past, you know, I've, I've completely avoided connection with some people and just done the things. But again, I've changed in what I'm looking for and that, that doesn't fit me anymore. And so... Which brings me much joy. Well, and it's one of the things that I fell in love with you about is that, you know, you, as you say, you have this seductress sort of, you know, exterior and you really, you, you put a lot of effort into, you know, into coming across, going to events, the, you know, dressing and acting and, and that sort of thing. But the reality is there is a substance to you that is very visible. And it's what scares, also scares the ever-living shit out of a lot of people for you. Is that, as I, I put it as, your ballerina is still dancing round and round inside of you. You never lost that. You know, some people say, oh, that's an innocence. It's not an innocence. It's a... It's a... It's, a, it's an ability to trust and an ability to connect on a genuine level. And I, you know, you and I were talking, you know, there are people that have been, we know that have been married for a long time and they stabbed and took a hatchet to their ballerinas 20 years ago. And even in their marriage, you can see that connection isn't there. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, I don't want any part of that because, I mean, that, first of all, it's a ticking time bomb and it will explode at some point. It just will. And it's not also what I'm looking for. You know, I don't know if any of that made any sense, but... It made me swoon. (laughs) I just absolutely love the way that you love me. You know that? Well, I do love you. But, well, you know, and what I'm saying, though, is too, is... is, And it's this isn't a finite thing. I mean, this is is to me what ethical non-monogamy really is all about. I don't define myself quite as poly, and I don't define myself as swinger. I define myself as ethically non-monogamous because I am open to a variety of different types of experience, be it secondary relationships or, or, you know, friends with benefits. But again, it's, it's it's degrees of connection. And... You know, I struggle when there isn't that connection. You know, I, there's two cases that I'm thinking about right now where I, you know, tried the deed with somebody who I knew I, on an, you know, any sort of emotional level, you could say, or even to a degree of friendship level. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing there. But it's like, hey, let's fuck. And I was, I went limp as a noodle because. Mm-hmm. It's, I, my brain and body are too connected in that way to go, yeah, this is a very hollow and 
not a lot of fun experience. It's much more fun with people that I actually have, you know, a free flow of, you know, true love. And that scares the ever-living shit out of people because when people say true love or romance or whatever, um, they have, you know, people have been watching too many rom-coms hey. in their life. Yeah, that includes you. Hey. But I understand... <laughs> I love romance. I yeah, you and do. intimacy <laughs> and connection and those moments when you're lying in bed and you're staring at each other's eyes well, and you're touching softly and it's all like gooey and you're like, oh, sure, I like you. I have a crush on you. But even that, so like, good. like to me, like it, the connection isn't even necessarily about that. There's 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 just a genuine jive with the person. Mm, yeah, there has to be something there. And, and like, yeah. you know, even what challenges is some of our closest friends, you know, like, like the ability for us to love them, actually love them for who they are, but also find them sexual beings, sexual, um, fun beings that we could have like, uh, well, a, a moment with, but then I, I'm all over again, back to the same question. Well, what is my purpose? Why am I doing a friends with benefits thing? Is this a booty call? If I have like a random sexual encounter with one of my friends. Yeah. And see, this is one of the things in the scene that, I, that, that does baffle me a little bit because we do, we have, so there's a few people that we have friendships with, but for some reason we can't like the sexuality piece doesn't come into it. Yeah. But we would. Well, we would, but there's like a, there's a, it's almost like there's a feeling and it's not necessarily us all the time that puts it up there, but there's a feeling like, oh, we're actually friends. Therefore we cannot have sex. Well, I don't, Mm. I, that I, I, and then the question was, well, what if we have sex and it's really bad? Then it's really bad and you're still friends. Pick up, move on, carry on with your day. <laughs> like, this, this and this is this like, is where I get like, okay, well, how do you, how uh, can though? The question is, can I separate having fun in a sexual experience versus having an intimate connection with someone in a sexual experience? And this is where I get confused because for me, they're the same. I I can have. Like, so for example, one of my relationships, when I have sex with that person, we can have fun during, Mm -hmm. we can totally fuck up and be weird in the middle. We can, you know, have insane pleasure, intimate moments, which appear romantic, you know, all of that is involved, but we can go right back into being friends. Well, but that's like, that's taking a step further even than what I'm meaning. So Mm -hmm. I'm meaning like, okay, so let's say you're friends. You've been friends for years. You decide to try it. It goes great. Okay, you've got an added dimension to that, that what I would call loving relationship with those people. That's scenario one. Scenario two, you've been friends with these people for years. You do the deed. It doesn't go well. There's this automatic assumption in that second scenario that everything else is just going to fall apart. <laughs> you know, oh my God, they're bad and bad and therefore we have to throw three years of friendship out the window. That's ridiculous to me. That Can seems, never look him in the eye that, again. That seems utterly ridiculous to me. Um, I'd be t- like, if you lost this board game, that means we can never be friends yeah. again. Yeah, or you can't ever play the board game again. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like, okay, you tried it. It didn't work. 
have a giggle and carry on with being friends. Why is that tough? God, I love you. But that's a that's a real barrier. Yeah. For a lot of people. It's yeah. a real barrier for people. And that's why I scratch my head a little bit about it because you know, I I suppose maybe that's where I'm coming at it from a slightly like I'm almost the opposite way where you know, I'm not saying that you'd have to have sex all the time or mm. that you have to have sex at all. That's fine. There are lots of friends that I have that I don't have sex with. But, you know, if that's, a, if that's an avenue to explore, but you don't do it because you're afraid, you know, that you can't be friends anymore. Well, that's a, that's a very... This all of a sudden makes me want to fuck all our friends. Fascinating. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> It just for the I it does not make me want to fuck all my friends. <laughs> I'm just saying. What do you uh, want to do tonight? Oh no, we can go dancing where we could fuck. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Husband suggested for science. Well, no, but it, there's <laughs> anyway. I know what you mean though, and that's the whole purpose of this conversation. So, in in wrapping up this conversation, I really wanted to make point that the whole thing that people get stuck on is definitions and when they differ. And, you know, that's the more, it's not important to be like, oh, like, what are you guys open to? Because sometimes you hear swingers say things like, same room, different bed. You hear things like, I'm poly, so only love's involved. I, you hear different things. I'm ethically non-monogamous, so that only means I have casual sex. So you well, hear, no, yeah, no. so the, the more in-depth questions you have, the better. You know, when you're like out there and you're like, like for me, for example, if once, once I told this person I'm in a relationship with whatever um that i want to be genuine friends i want to also occasionally have sex with you i want to also tell you everything and be open and love you deeply and they're like yeah i'm I'm here for that right so it's about like taking a step away from like the typical definitions because often our definitions are completely different from each other even the word romance or intimacy or connection all fucking differ and so taking that one step farther in your conversations and being like what do you actually want what what acts can we actually do and what if it's bad what if it's good and what are we like afterwards because in that after that conversation you already know everything is going to happen or even can possibly happen and you're not going to lose out on anything because you both have made an agreement prior and consensually have discussed this. Where I find in the vanilla world, nobody has these consensual conversations about, you know, and then everybody's playing fucking games and then they're like... It's not just the vanilla world. I know it's not just the vanilla world. It is definitely the swinger world. There's a lot of games. (sighs) I hate games. To the players out there. A lot of games. Those red flag buckets that I like to date. You mean the archetype of sexiness in the LS scene at Edmonton? The more red flags, the more... More yes. jumping up and down. Yes. The more confusion of extrovert. You have face tattoos. Let's go. With, yeah, with 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 that actually being confidence. Uh, yeah. The more of that, the better the archetype. So the the reality is is if you want more substance, say you want more substance. If you don't want more, then say you don't want more. And it's all about communicating and finding real in-depth conversations and then that way nobody gets fucking hurt and everybody's on the same fucking page anyways 
Moral of the story. Do you have any, do you have any fun facts? How do you help people, honey? How do we help people with this conversation? Well, except it's... I'm looking for advice. Give, well, give the people advice. Don't fall for somebody if they say, oh, yeah, I want the, the intimate connection, but you know deep down they really don't. I feel attacked. How's that? It <laughs> 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 the shoe fits. Yeah, I tigger. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just giving <laughs> advice. If you know this person really you, isn't going to be... You don't know. You can usually get a pretty good You know indication. what? The little ballerina in me is like, oh, you're going to tell me something and I'm going to take it for face fucking value. Yeah. If you're going to tell me there's room for but, more, so I'm going to be like, there's room for fucking more. I, I love the little ballerina that the little ballerina can continue to dance and round and round and do that. But one of the things about the little ballerina is that little ballerina also has to be a little critical. No! <laughs> Without killing the little ballerina. I will not separate love. But the little ballerina needs to take a philosophy class. (laughs) Fuck you and your philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I hope this serves you well. I hope you are all doing amazing and you're living your best lives. And And I'm sorry if you all hate me more than you already did. No, nobody hates you, my love. And if they do, they can go sit on a hat and crush it. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. but That's a fascinating phrase. Fun facts. (laughs) anyways sending all the love hope you are all well bye all feel free to message either one of us if you have any questions about non-monogamy and are seeking more answers much love you just want to talk (laughs) husband's open for business and so am i (laughs) please inquire within (laughs) oh lord well that's that's more for you than it is for me (laughs) looking for love inquire within (laughs) inquire within (laughs) there's an application Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, bye. Love your neighbor.